G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. You might want to lean in a little closer to the radio. You won't want to miss some of the finer points of the things that we'll talk about today. An important conversation that is coming. And we all know that some Aussies have become more hostile to Christian faith over these recent years. And it may be the very thing that has sounded a wake-up call to believers who are wondering what God is doing, not only here in Australia, but perhaps what God is doing around the world. Well, an upcoming conference addresses how Christians think biblically about the moral and societal chaos that is descending on our culture. The theme of the conference will focus on advancing the word and testimony of Jesus in a hostile world. The Overcomers Conference is on the 30th of June and the 1st of July in Brisbane. And I've got to say, a 1,500-seat auditorium sold out months in advance. Now, it'll feature an outstanding lineup, including today's two guests, Ken Ham, who will be back on home soil for the conference. He's the CEO and founder of Answers in Genesis, the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter in the U.S. state of Kentucky. And also a name that is so familiar to so many listeners, Martin Isles, lawyer, communicator, commentator, preacher. His new assignment is as the newest addition to the Answers in Genesis team. And it's our absolute privilege today to welcome both Ken Ham and Martin Isles for a conversation over this next hour. First of all, let me welcome Ken Ham. Ken, welcome along to you. Hey, hi, Neil. Uh, it's uh, great to be able to talk to you again. And I'm right here at the Creation Museum, actually. You can see some of the gardens in the background on a, on a video that you can see there uh, in studio. And, uh, you know, it's... Um, it's it's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I, I'm just so excited about coming back to Australia and the fact that, you know, having Martin there at this conference uh, and it booked out so quickly, although now we're going to allow uh, live streaming. So we set all that up so people will be able to live stream it and uh, we can tell people about the details of that later. Uh, but um, I always appreciate uh, Vision Radio and I think you're going to have a booth there at the conference too. I think that will be the case. Hey, a special welcome back to 2020 to you too, Martin Isles. G'day, Neil. It's good to be back. It feels a little bit like old times. We had a a few weeks off, but here we are. Well, after a few weeks and some major changes, and it's just now a few weeks ago, there was a major announcement that came from you and from Ken Ham about a new chapter, a new assignment, a new direction that's coming. And I might just come back to Ken Ham as uh, Ken... You must have had your eyes on this young man uh, for the potential that was emerging in his own life uh, to have a, a, a role and a participation in some of the things that are now a global platform for Answers in Genesis. I wonder if you can take us into uh, your own thinking in, uh, in approaching Martin. Well, we've been following Martin in Australia for quite some time. In fact, a lot of our staff have been following him 
we've been uh, watching uh, YouTube videos and following him at the various conferences around Australia. And, and there's no doubt a lot of Christians in America actually uh, have been impacted by Martin already. And people mightn't realize that, but I have supporters uh, continually telling me that they were watching Martin and hearing about him from Australia. And he certainly became uh, a leading spokesperson for Christianity in Australia and dealing with the cultural issues. And as you know, thousands of people flocked along to those conferences. And the more I heard him and also realized that how much he stood on the authority of God's word, beginning in Genesis, as we do, understood the cultural issues of the day, and one of the things we're looking at here, I mean, Answers in Genesis here in the USA, I mean, we have 600 plus full-time staff, 600 seasonal and part-time staff, and we have the two attractions, and you also have a, a Christian school, Answers Academy. And we're looking to the future and also recognizing what's happening in regard to uh, those social issues, not just in America, but the whole Western world, looking at uh, uh, the state of the church and one of the things I recognize is, you know, we've got a lot of great scientists uh, who've answered all arena, and we have a lot of great communicators. And I saw that for the future in this ministry, I've, I really wanted to see some young leadership come in who could be there for the future, who also really could speak to the issues of our day as we see, you know, the battles and where they're heading. Who would have ever thought that, you know, the LGBT would be a headline news item every day or the transgender issue or, you know, some of the other issues. And so I saw in Martin uh, a person who could do that. And actually, uh, I don't know whether I told Martin this, but I was praying that God would open a door for maybe him to be more connected to this ministry. And then when he made a change in his life there in Australia, and we've been talking for some time about, you know, doing some more conferences together, other things together. And also I wanted to really see this ministry impact Australia as well. And so uh, God just opened those doors for Martin to be able to come in. And I see him as one of the, you know, the, the leaders of this ministry for the future. And that's, that's what I'm looking to, because, you know, I'm getting a little old. Uh, well, uh, I'm a great grandfather now, you know, uh, Neil. We, I know we you've got something first... like 15 grandchildren, but yes, now they're well, having their own children. Yes, it, it it elevates you all the higher, doesn't it? The patriarch it of the family. And, and so we really do need to be looking at you know younger leadership, and you know the ministry here in Australia. Uh, act, uh, I'm sorry, the ministry here in the United States. See, I'm already in Australia and I haven't arrived there yet. Yep, yep. Uh, the ministry in the United States here, the staff are used to an Australian uh, being a leader here and leading them. So they understand the Australian terminology. They understand Australians like to insult their friends. They understand all that sort of thing. So, you know, I looked at it. They're, they're all prepared. The, the way is prepared for someone like uh, Martin to come in here and be uh, involved in leadership, and he's been appointed as chief ministry officer. And of course, he's also been appointed as head of the Answers and Genesis ministry in Australia. And so we want to really continue that big impact. And Martin's got some big plans for Australia for the future too. And we're going to be monitoring those along. Martin, new chapter for you. It's a new chapter too for your uh, former uh, ministry role, uh, the uh, the Australian Christian Lobby, and uh, they've got a brand new CEO who actually starts officially today, and we'll be getting to know her from next week, and her name is Michelle Pierce. Uh, but for your new role, Chief Ministry Officer, uh, you've no doubt been 
grappling with what that means and uh, anticipating the possibilities of this opportunity that now is before you and uh, leading a team here, no doubt, in Australia as well. How are you seeing, uh, are you optimistic about, you know, how you're going to be able to handle things? I mean, I guess this is a walk of faith, isn't it? Well, that's right, Neil. I mean, uh, as the last few months have unfolded, uh, I found myself uh, looking for uh, something else to move into. Uh, and uh, Ken Ham and Answers in Genesis were one of the, the main groups that came to me and said, hey, how about you come and join us? And there's a lot about it that's very uncertain. You know, you've got to uh, move over to the United States and to be primarily based there. Uh, it's uh, it's a slightly different environment. It's out of the political lobbying. It's more into the equipping of the church, the discipleship, and especially education. That's probably the biggest change. But these are all things I'm passionate about. These are all things that I've had a heart for for a while and been thinking about for a while. Uh, and they may be big. They may be, um, uh, you know, unknowns uh, in many ways. But the only question I really had to answer was, uh, is this where the Lord is leading? Is this what God would have me to do? Uh, and through a lot of prayer and discernment and uh, a lot of providential events in my life and the life of Ken and others at AIG, uh, it became pretty clear that it was what the Lord was preparing me for. It's what he wanted me to do. And that's the only question I had to answer because I worked out, well, if that's the case, then everything else is going to fall into place. Uh, and it's an extraordinary opportunity. There's no doubt uh, there's there's so much uh, to, to be done uh, and there's so much opportunity at Answers in Genesis in America, in Australia and around the world. Ken, there's a whole new dimension uh, for Answers in Genesis here because some might be thinking, well, a creation ministry organization like Answers in Genesis, uh, surely you would appoint a chief ministry officer, someone who has a PhD, highly eminently qualified scientist. And all of a sudden, uh, this looks, for some people, they'll be saying, well, this must be either a whole new dimension that needs to be adopted here, or something must be going on in Ken's mind, because He's appointed a lawyer. Uh, give us your thoughts here because, uh, you know, chief ministry officer, this is a whole new dimension that creation uh, brings into this intersection with life and politics, isn't it? Well, you know, one of the things that we've noticed about Martin and one of, one of the emphases of our whole ministry uh, concerns evangelism. And one of the things that we saw in Martin was someone who had a burden uh, to not just deal with the social issues of our day, but to point people to God's word and to the saving gospel. And, you know, for the Ministry of Answers in Genesis, it's well known uh, here in the USA and around the world that we're not just on about creation evolution. We're not just on about the age of the earth and fossils. Really, you know, we're an apologetics ministry answering questions of the day that cause people to doubt God's word. And there's been a lot of attacks on the book of Genesis, which is foundational to the Bible and foundational to all our doctrines and foundational to our worldview, to everything. But more than that, we want to see people saved and one to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why when you come to the Ark Encounter, the Creation Museum, we have all these exhibits, but you can't leave not having heard the gospel. And, you know, 30% of those who come uh, are non-Christians and they hear the gospel. And when, when you look back in history, I mean, when we first started the ministry, when we first started in our home in, in Brisbane in 1977, would you believe? It goes way, way back there. 
but you know there was there was debate about you know the age of the earth and fossils and so on there was a debate era with dr Dwayne gish who was known around the world as the creationist debater and there were battles about transitional forms and so on these days the the battles are really dealing much more in the area of you know marriage and gender and dealing with those social issues. I mean, we still have those other battles to deal with, but we have been provided with so much and so many answers on our website and in the books and what we've done that we really see that there's a need uh, for someone to be able to lead this ministry in Australia and be one of the leaders here in the USA to be able to deal with these current issues of the day. And Martin is well equipped to do that. I mean, his, his series, you know, Living in, in Babylon and understanding the state of our culture and preparing Christians for even persecution and being ready to defend the Christian faith. I mean, what, you, I, I don't believe that a PhD scientist necessarily would be the right person to lead the ministry. Uh, we have some great PhD scientists and some great communicators, and one's going to be with us at the conference in Brisbane, Dr. Georgia Purdom. But I think Martin has been equipped uh, for this time. You know, we need to be men of Ishkar, understanding the times. I think he's been equipped and knows the battle for this time. Helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, you know, we so much talk about the gospel, the good news, and engaging people in conversations about the gospel. And oftentimes we'll come back to the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, which is often ignored, uh, even within some areas of the Christian church. Our two guests today, Ken Ham, who founded the Answers in Genesis ministry, and Martin Isles, a well-known name for you, the latest recruit, you might say, in to the Answers in Genesis team. Martin, let me come to you here because uh, you, you you actually uh, delivered a, an amazing series uh, just in this last uh, 12 or 18 months. My uh, timing might be all getting uh, skewed, but uh, Living in Babylon. And we've got the story of the rise of Babylon that comes in the book of Genesis. Uh, the Answers in Genesis movement now around the world includes understanding Babylon. This, for you, has been a, a favorite subject. Well, it's really a subject that the Lord laid on my heart to deliver. Um, I was thinking of what I might say, uh, and I was thinking of three events to finish out the Truth of It Live tour in 2022. Uh, and sure enough, I, I just almost received a not a revelation, but just a, a word uh, on, on, on the issue of uh, what Scripture teaches about living in hostile culture which I called Living in Babylon. Uh, and there are three parts of the Bible that speak to that. There's some stuff in Revelation, but also the book of Daniel is so relevant and so applicable for today, how to serve God uh, in an environment where culture is hostile to the things of God, a neo-pagan culture, uh, which there's great similarities with our present culture. But even before that, as you said, Neil, back in the days of uh, Genesis, uh, in Genesis chapter 11, you see there the story of Babel, which, if you like, is the first Babylon. Uh, and you see there uh, a story of people who tried to band together and use their own human-built institutions and powers to defy God's commands, uh, to, uh, to go there their own way and to be their own gods. And of course, that's a temptation that began earlier in Genesis when Adam and Eve uh, were tempted 
uh, by Satan, and the temptation was to be as gods, knowing good and evil, to set their own rules and their own boundaries. And so you see the story of Genesis is the story of today, where we see culture, we see people banding together, using human-built institutions and powers to do what? To define what God has already defined. Well, where has God defined these things? Genesis. Uh, Everything from marriage to identity to gender to sexuality to race to uh, empire itself, Babylon. All of these contemporary issues which we're seeing today have a Genesis foundation. And I realized that before I met Ken. Uh, I actually was starting to see it in my teaching, particularly at programs with young people that we were doing, and I thought, my goodness, Genesis really is still, the answers are still in Genesis. <laughs> and so that's why we are where we are. Ken, foundations are the things that we talk about, don't we, when we discuss Genesis? Because if you take an exclusive humanist view, in other words, leaving God out of the equation, as they did, uh, as Babylon rose, then you actually cause those foundations on which our lives sit to, in fact, not be strong, but to crumble. This is the sort of thing that we could probably align with today's culture. Yes, and, you know, Psalm 11.3 says, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? If you destroy the foundations of a house, the house collapses. And as Martin said, you know, Genesis 1 to 11 is the foundation. It's actually the foundation for everything, if you think about it. And one of the sad things is I think a lot of people in our churches haven't been prepared for living in this culture and know how to deal with what's happening because so many of our church leaders haven't stood on Genesis 1 to 11 as literal history because it's a foundation for all doctrine, for the rest of the Bible, for our Christian worldview. And Christians need to know what we believe and why we believe what we do. And secondly, foundations is important because if we're going to deal with the issues of the day, if you're going to deal with issues like LGBT and, uh, you know, the, the gender issues and so on associated with that and the abortion issue and racism issue, all the different issues that we have today, we need to learn how to argue foundationally. Yeah, and you, you can't uh, just argue at the worldview level. There's a worldview conflict in our culture. There's those that say anything goes versus those that say, no, it's the absolutes of Christianity. And those that say anything goes means what doesn't go are the absolutes of Christianity because that's the conflict right there. But the conflict is really at a foundational level between God's word and man's word. And so one of the things that I have really tried to do in recent times is to help uh, equip Christians to know what we believe, the foundations for our doctrine, why we believe marriage is a man and a woman, why there are two genders and so on, uh, and how to deal with all these issues in the culture, abortion, etc. But then how to argue with people foundationally, because if you just come in and shoot at their worldview, they'll see that as hate speech and intolerance. We need to come in and explain where our worldview comes from and then challenge them concerning the foundation of their worldview, because they've got the wrong foundation. Well, you know, uh, it's very well to stand up in front of a crowd and to preach about foundations and worldviews and deliver the gospel. It's another thing altogether, isn't it, to have people take things to a new level to really learn about how these things affect their lives. And I know you've been developing now for a long, long time, Ken Ham, a curriculum through Answers in Genesis. And I know this is going to be part of your role too, Martin Isles, contributing to 
obviously new levels, new dimensions of curriculum, whether it's going into homeschooling or textbooks, uh, things that will be taught at high schools and universities. Uh, are you looking forward to that element of the sort of the academic side of it, Martin? Oh, for sure. I mean, one of the things I learned, actually, it's a little bit like what Ken was just saying, was when I was uh, dealing with young people, and we had hundreds and hundreds of young people that came through our worldview programs, but also when I was doing online content, and, and millions of people watched the online content, the thing that was so powerful for people was getting to the foundations. Um, you know, you can sit down and you can get in the weeds on what postmodern thinking looks like, what what uh, critical theories look like, uh, what humanism looks like, and you know, you can really get lost in all of that stuff. Or you can say, "Hey, there are certain foundational truths that once you grasp them, it just blows all that stuff apart. It cuts right through all the confusion and all the noise, and you get it." And I found that when I got up and I talked about the foundations from the Word of God. And I showed that the Word of God answers the contemporary issues of today, which are pressing on their minds and which are confusing them, and also cuts straight through all the noise that is confusing them and deceiving them. That was so powerful. Uh, You could feel the excitement build in the room as the lights went on and as they saw those foundations. And so to be able to take that from the program we were running uh, and to now start building all of that into an extraordinary infrastructure that Answers in Genesis already have through the work of Ken and, and, and others, and to get that kind of worldview, that foundations thinking right across uh, education uh, platforms, um, home education, homeschooling, but also resources for those who are in the, 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 the educational world as well, that's going to be extraordinarily powerful. And importantly, people forget something. It's an amazing vehicle for the gospel. Because once people see that the Word of God really does have the wisdom we need, they start to go deeper. And that's why when I was doing uh, the work at ACL that I was doing, we heard a lot of testimonies of people who ultimately got saved because they found a resource or an answer from Scripture on something that was really uh, pressing on their mind or in their immediate circumstances, and it turned a light on, and they went on a deeper search. And ultimately, where do you find what do you find if you go on a deeper search to the scriptures and Christianity? You find the Lord Jesus Christ. And so uh, we had we saw evangelist uh, an evangelistic result as well. And so this will not just equip young people. But it will save souls, and that excites me. Extraordinary infrastructure, and I've visited the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum, and I've stood with Ken in the warehouse uh, where you distribute all of that curriculum uh, detail for homeschools and uh, educational institutions. I wonder, Ken, let us in here. Just how big a platform is it now? Because when when people think of the Ark Encounter or a Creation Museum, uh, they might be thinking that's all it is. But this is where the real action from ministry happens. How big is this platform you've got? (laughs) Well, the Answers in Genesis ministry, I mean, the overall ministry is called Answers in Genesis. And the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum are just two outreaches of Answers in Genesis. We have many, many other outreaches. And conservatively speaking, we would say the research we have done indicates that this ministry directly impacts at least 30 million people a year. That's directly impacting them and indirectly tens of millions more uh, around the world. And so we produce uh, 
curricula for homeschool. We're uh, producing curricula for Christian school right now. We have a Sunday school curriculum, uh, kindergarten through uh, grade, uh, or kindergarten through adult, I should say. It's a four-year chronological curriculum that teaches apologetics, biblical authority, worldview, evangelistic. 10,000 churches are using it now, and they're saying it's revolutionizing their churches. Our vacation Bible school in, in the States, they have a vacation Bible school uh, for churches, and that's usually done during the summer months, which is like right now. And it's a week-long program for kids and fantastic outreach for kids. Well, our VBS is one of the top sold in the world. Uh, our and we we uh, this year sold out of them. We we in, increased the numbers that we produced more, but more and more churches are telling us we love the meat, we love the apologetics. We don't just want the fluff and stuff. We don't just want the Bible stories. We need the meat. We need uh, to to teach them how to think. And uh, kids love uh, that meat. And then you know we have a a family magazine. We just produced a thirty two page kids magazine now, and it's won twenty awards every year from the evangelical press association so th this ministry extends into a lot of different areas we have our own streaming platform answers.tv and we have 6,000 programs on there right now we just rented a tv studio we're producing a lot more uh, programming as well we're going to do a lot more programming with martin to get him on there uh, on our answers tv uh, streaming platform that uh, ministers to people around the world so it, it is an enormous platform that the lord's given us and a wonderful opportunity to impact lives for the lord jesus christ uh, let's take a call or two. Let's first of all hear from Adam in Slacks Creek in Queensland. Adam, welcome along. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having Good, me Good, Adam. What are your thoughts here? Um, I think it's just, this is probably my favourite 2020 segment so far. Um, I just think this is a really awesome um, thing to be talking about. I think, yeah, we really, as a, I think the church on the whole... Um, really misses the impact that foundational Christian worldview has on evangelism and um, just the spreading of the gospel. This is fantastic. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that compliment, and uh, may there be much, much more of it. Uh, for these two gentlemen here, you no doubt uh, you're familiar with Martin Isles, uh, you're familiar with Ken Ham, uh, you're obviously concerned that those principles and those truths, those foundations that come from Genesis are being lost. Uh, do you feel uh, do you feel like uh, these gentlemen have got uh, something of the Spirit of God in that sense of, you know, it's not all them, it's His power, but uh, you think they've got the wherewithal to take things to a new level? Oh, definitely. Um, and working in a, a school environment myself, I think it's really important to have, um, yeah, this kind of stuff pushed into an educational factor. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, well, you know, Adam, um, I appreciate your comments. And uh, just to say that, you know, what's happening in our culture, we have had generations of kids that have been really brainwashed in naturalistic evolution, which is really a religion. It's a religion to try to explain life without God. And uh, when they build their thinking on that foundation, that man is just an animal, there's no God, then who decides right and wrong? Well, they do. Everyone does what is right in his own eyes. And yet at the same time, so many are realizing it's a, it, it, it's a worldview of hopelessness and meaninglessness as well. And it's so important that we need to get the right foundation of God's word, that God is the creator. He owns them. He sets the rules. And he tells us the problem we've got called sin and the solution, and that is Jesus Christ. And he gives us the foundation for our worldview in every area. And sadly, a lot of that has been missing from 
being taught in a lot of our churches. And that's one of the reasons why I believe God has raised up Answers in Genesis. I believe it's a cutting edge ministry for this age. And I think right now, with all that's happening in our cultures in the West, I think people are seeing the spiritual battle in a way they've they haven't seen it before. I mean, it's been raging for 6,000 years, ever since Genesis 3, as Martin uh, mentioned earlier. But we're now seeing it in a way, in all its ferocity, we haven't seen uh, before. And I think people are waking up to, wait a minute, there's something really wrong here. And I just see a hunger like I've never seen before, a hunger for the truth. And Martin, Adam's talking about schools. Uh, mm. In all of the experience that you've had, uh, we're at risk here in Australia of even losing uh, the watertight ethos around what makes a Christian school Christian, uh, these sorts of things are going to be coming increasingly important in the times ahead. Oh, without a doubt. And and people um, get a little depressed when I say this, but it has to be said because it's true. Uh, the federal government at present is in the process of pursuing law reforms, which will make it pretty impossible for Christian schools to remain convictionally Christian in practice and teaching uh, into the future. Now, that change could come through next year, it could be in two years, it could be in four years, but I do believe that change will come, barring some very remarkable miracle. But rather than throw my hands up and wallow in despair about it and say, oh dear, Christian schools are going to go the way of the dinosaur, I've long been thinking of, well, all right, if that is going to happen, how can we respond? How can we guarantee that there is an avenue to teach young people, to teach our children uh, the foundations of the Christian faith and also to give them a good worldview long into the future? Uh, and there are solutions to that question. There are solutions which are legislatively possible here in Australia. In other words, they're not illegal. Uh, and, and, and Answers in Genesis is one of the few organizations that has the infrastructure, that has the, uh, the finances, and that has all of the resourcing necessary to build a comprehensive curriculum platform, which is already taking place, awesome resources already available, and able to distribute all of that information to homeschooling families and to equip people that have these cooperatives where they get together with multiple families and, and to create all the resources necessary to give parents the confidence to be able to teach their children uh, and also to replace what is being lost as the Christian schooling movement, frankly, weakens, and it really has got a lot weaker in recent years, but also ultimately will probably be legislatively devoured by the government. Um, and so we can't just throw our hands up. We need solutions. And I'm excited that Answers in Genesis is going to be one of the solutions. Ken, is this one of the plans for the future, uh, that the curriculum, the provision of all of these resources are going to have a much more a significant momentum into the Australian market because there's concerns that a lot of parents will be saying we need something a little more solid for our kids to have their lives based on? Oh, absolutely. In fact, you know what was interesting? Uh, about a year ago at our annual board meeting, uh, one of the things I said to the board was that when you see what's happening in the culture and we're losing the younger generations, we're losing them from the church, we're losing them to the world, I mean, church attendance in America for Generation Z, we say Generation Z over here, I'm trying to translate, uh, but that church attendance is down to less than 9% here. And when you, see, when you even look at England, you know, church attendance overall is about 4%. And one of the things I said to the board was we need to, you know, as a ministry, we need to look at what's happening in the culture, where the needs are, and also 
not not so much change direction, but have more of an emphasis in a particular area. And I said, we need more of an emphasis in education. And so we set up a whole education division. We are hiring curriculum writers right now. Uh, we have a number of curriculum writers already working. Uh, we produced various curricula. We're going to be producing more curricula for homeschool, for Christian school, just for parents to be able to use for educational purposes. We're also going to be developing a whole uh, online curricula as well. Uh, so we're working on all this right now, and uh, we just pray that uh, we can get the staff that we need to be able to write all this. And, and Martin's going to have an integral part in all of that as well. And our own Answers Academy Christian School that we have here is a true biblical worldview foundational school, discipleship school to help parents disciple their kids. And that's all a part of the testing for this curricula and, and input into curricula as well. So we're really launching this in a big way. And that's why Martin said Answers in Genesis has those resources. And we're going to be really emphasizing this in a big way. There's such a great need and we need to do this. Thank you so much to Adam in Slacks Creek for your call. Let's take another call. Philip is in Albany in WA. Hi, Philip. Welcome along. Oh, good morning, uh, Adam Martin. Philip, um, what are your thoughts? Yes. Um, now, in Albany, we've got put together a little fossil display. Um, and, uh, look, it's quite um, uh, powerful in that it the examples we've got clearly show... Uh, rapid cataclysmic inundation of uh, like living forest leaves for example um, buried in you know the bones of, of marine creatures and that's inland you know hundreds of meters above sea level and we've got examples like that also including from the northwest of WA I may have mentioned before the uh, uh, the Pilbara jellyfish um, a billion years out of the imagined uh, time frame of planet Earth. And um, so the proposal is to um, have a mobile display, so just a subset, put it in a, a carry case, offer it to schools for a week. Uh, they Some of them have a lunchtime program because scripture has been kicked out of all the public schools over here. Um, so I am hoping to uh, get those um, the undeniable examples of of, um, of a rapid worldwide flood, and okay, it's a stepping stone for kids to get back towards the Bible. Um, so yeah, that's Philip, the you're coming up with uh, with some great uh, ideas here, entrepreneurial ideas. Even I wonder whether we can get a bit of a thought here from Ken Ham because I suspect. Uh, he'd be encouraging you to do something like that, some sort of a mobile display. You never know. We might be seeing Martin Isles behind the wheel of a bus doing something mobile across the nation. You just never know. Uh, Ken, what are your thoughts here for Philip? Oh, I listen, uh, the, the need out there is great. Uh, the harvest is plentiful and the labor is a few. We need more and more people getting the message out there. And I think uh, the more that people can do their little bit, you know, lots of little things add up to big things and can impact uh, people in various ways. And one of the things I've been thrilled to see since we opened the Creation Museum and now the Ark Encounter, we get one and a half million people coming through a year. But it's emboldened others. It's emboldened people. And that's what I like to hear from this gentleman, to embolden people to go out and say, we're going to do our bit. 
it uh, to reach people. And and we got to re- remember, we don't have to be someone to go and reach millions or hundreds of thousands or even thousands. You know, every soul that that we impact uh, for eternity. I mean, the angels rejoice at that. So I think it's great. Philip, thank you so much for your call. And 1-800-316-316 if you want to interact with our two guests today. Uh, Martin, let me come back to you because uh, when we talk about young people in particular and uh, having access or being someone who's a very attractive figure for a young generation to say, I want to listen to this man. And that's been something that's grown with you over these past five years. Uh, Young people and a hunger for God. What have you been noticing about Australia, about places where you've spoken of recent times? Is there something happening in young people? Because I have people on now just about uh, every week talking about some aspect of a move of God and asking that question, is there a move of God in Australia? What's your perception? Well, I can only speak from my experience um, and one of the things that I have definitely noticed, partly because I'm closer to that generation, but also partly because I've been involved in a lot of ministry to that generation, um, I have noticed a hunger for what I would first call authority. They're looking for clarity. They're looking for foundations. They're looking for something that they can stake their lives on and say, this is true. This I believe, and here I stand, because they've grown up in an environment of chaos confusion and uncertainty. You can simply take a question like the identity question. It's all about, well, you need to self-identify. Well, you need to look within. You need to define your passions and your feelings and your inclinations and your desires and your attributes. And you need to work it all out for yourself. And there's no right and wrong answers. Uh, You just need to go your own way, be your best self and live out your own life. And in that is a great tyranny of just not knowing. There's no clarity. There's no left or right or up or down or right or wrong. Uh, And that is having a psychological impact on young people where they're coming up empty and they're finding that life is vacuous and they're finding that that gospel of self, which really is a a wicked inversion of the true gospel, uh, they're finding that it is not satisfying and there is a hunger for something solid. There's a hunger which is so strong for something that they can say here is truth. And that's why uh, a speaker like Dr. Jordan Peterson is so popular amongst a certain generation because he says, I'm coming to give you the truth. He says, I'm coming to give you bedrock, and I'm quoting him. And people are going, you know, great, here's a man who knows something because I feel like I know nothing. And it's the same with the work we've been doing, and it's the same in the churches. It's the same with young people in Christian circles looking for foundations and looking for truth. And so it's an opportunity for us to come along and give them the right foundations, the true foundations. And those foundations ultimately point them to the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not good enough just to let them go after figures like Jordan Peterson, as good as a lot of what he says is. We have to bring the truth of the gospel and the truth of God's word to these young people. And I'm telling you, is there something going on uh, that is good, that is, uh, we might call something of an awakening, something of a move of God? I am suspicious that the answer to that question might be yes, amongst Generation Z in particular, which is very exciting. Let's take another call. Steve is in Parks in New South Wales. Hi, Steve. Need to be quick. What are your thoughts? G'day, Brother Neil, distinguished guests. An answer to these culture wars. Um, could there be a great deal for those that hunger for the word uh, be covered by um, 
um, uh, oh, Dr. Chuck Missler's work, Armour for the Age of Deceit, where those that hunger for the Word of God get prepared through embracing totally the full armour of God and to stand in respect. Uh, Ken Ham, your thoughts for Steve? <laughs> well, we certainly need to be able to uh, equip people, as, as you said, put on the full armour of God. And part of that is wielding the sword of the Spirit, which means know, to know God's Word and to know how to deal with the battle, be armed in the right way. And that's one of the things that we're doing through Answers in Genesis is really helping people have the right foundation from God's Word beginning uh, in Genesis 1 to 11, which is the foundation for everything and equipping them with answers. Actually, I would say the two big aspects of what we do is thinking foundationally, teaching people to have the right foundation to know to know where marriage comes from. God made marriage and it's a man and a woman. Uh, God made two genders, male and female, to know how to deal with abortion, to how know how to deal with racism, to, to know how to deal with the death and suffering issue, the origin of death right there in Genesis 1 to 11. And then the other aspect is equipping with apologetics. First Peter 3.15, always be ready to give reasons or answers for what you believe and, you know, or defense. Uh, those words are translated from the Greek word apologia, from which we get a word apologetics, which means a logical reason defense of the faith. And they're two of the big emphases we bring training people to think foundationally, equipping them with answers so that they can go out and do battle as they need to do. Thank you so much, Steve, for your call. Let's squeeze in one more. Pete is in Victoria. Hi, Pete. Welcome. Uh, greetings, Neil, Ken and Martin. Just quickly, in Amos chapter eight eleven, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine of the, on the land, not a, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the word of the Lord. The significance of this verse is that the famine of the word is to create a thirst, a deep thirst for the word of God. And I see that come to fruition. Praise the Lord Jesus. Uh, Martin, what are your thoughts here for Pete? Well, that verse goes on to say that they shall stagger from sea to sea in search of a message. And I was in Melbourne doing the Babylon message, which was just preaching from the Word of God. That's all it was uh, down in Melbourne. And there were people there from as far away as Port Hedland, uh, people from all over the nation. And I actually thought of that verse. and I thought people are hungry and they are coming from sea to sea, from one coast to the other uh, to search for the message. And if that hunger is there and if that is right, and I believe it is that the hunger has been created, then we need people to stand in the gap and and declare the word of God. And look, Ken Ham's been doing that for years. Uh, and those foundations that Ken has laid out uh, have been so important because those foundations feed directly into uh, what are the new and emerging culture wars of our day. And when you have the conviction that Genesis is true, uh, you have the convictions you need to answer the questions of today just as much you had the you, you, you get you get all that you need and um, so we need to be doing that more and more and I'm very very um, excited that the Lord has uh, led answers in Genesis to this position uh, given us these opportunities uh, and I just pray that we steward them well uh, and that we do everything that he would have us to do and we do it for his glory and not our own and so people can pray for us in that regard that this hunger would be satisfied and that we'd be part of the many voices we trust and pray that are satisfying that hunger in this generation. Pete, thank you so much for your call. Let's put a line under any calls. Time is running out. Uh, Ken Ham, you know, uh, you've got Martin Isles, your chief ministry officer. 
He's relocating to the United States. Uh, Some Aussies who might be thinking, uh, what are you doing, Ken, taking away uh, someone like Martin Isles uh, from where we are and what we're doing? And he's had such a wonderful voice into uh, the situation of our society. Uh, What are your thoughts here for how Martin is going to be expected uh, to have this global platform uh, but not neglect uh, those family, uh, the people back in Australia. Well, um, and maybe Martin could say something real quickly too, but uh, one of the things that we can do here because of the resources that we have in people, personnel, and uh, other things as well, uh, this enables Martin to be able to have a platform here that extends to Australia in a way we've never been able to do before. And so we've got some big plans for things coming up, maybe some big conferences uh, next year across Australia. Uh, We've been talking about this. We're already planning for young people, special programs to bring them over to the states and provide housing for them and to be able to minister to them here. And they actually uh, even volunteer uh, here while they're here and get to know the ministry to impact them, to equip them to go back to Australia, uh, to be ambassadors for the Lord. So we've got all sorts of plans that I think is going to take everything to whole new levels that, that wasn't possible before. In some sense, Martin, it might seem like uh, because of the the capacity these days uh, with social media that you'll be there but you'll be here or you'll be here Mm. but you'll be there you Mm. can be everywhere all at once well yeah and the reality is look there's there's no way around it i love australia and i always will (laughs) i was born here i really do have a heart for australia so so long as i'm in this role australia will never miss out but it is true. I mean, one of the one of the ways that I've often put it is a ministry to America is a ministry to Australia. And I think Australians know that. We know that we do look to people and ministries and resources that are based in America uh, for so much of what we do and so much of what we what builds us up in our faith uh, as Christians. And not only that, but all the more so because I have a heart for Australia as well, and we will be using the technology that's available today in every sphere from the education piece to just the online content piece to the occasional visits to this country to do tours and programs here. All of that will ensure that Australia never misses out, but it elevates what we're doing to a global platform. And I think that's very exciting, and I think that's really just a miracle of God's providence that that's that's enabled to happen. You know, uh, I talk about you, Martin, as one of our favourite sons, but Ken, you are also one of our favourite sons, and I wonder whether we might just pause for a moment. Time has run out. And uh, I don't ordinarily take some time like this, but I wonder if I might lead our listeners in prayer for you and the new chapter that's coming ahead. Is that okay if I lead us in prayer? Yes, absolutely. Well, wherever you might be, let's just uh, take a moment, bow your head if you can do that safely. Thank you, loving God, because you have brought about a new relationship here Uh, that sows the seed of our Australian uh, leaders into a global context. Thank you, Lord, that you have taken Ken and established so much under his leadership in the United States. But, Lord, even in this new chapter now that's being written as Martin is a part of the Answers in Genesis team, as there will be opportunities, not only in the United States, but in Canada and the UK, here in Australia, and, Lord, even as invitations are coming from everywhere, 
Our prayer is, Lord, that everything that they put their hands to will be under your favor and blessing, that you will outpour opportunity for the gospel to be preached as you use these men as uh, as clay in your hand, as you are shaping them for a work that is a kingdom-oriented work, that as they go with the gospel message on their lips, uh, Lord, that you will open doors and that there will be salvation aplenty wherever the word is preached. Bring your blessing, Lord, on Ken and on Martin now, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Well, we do have to wrap things up. Let me point listeners to answersingenesis.org and to access all of those dimensions that we were talking about a little earlier. You might even be interested in answers.tv, unlimited streaming. You're wondering how much detail is out there when it comes to a creation versus evolution view of the world. Uh, It is almost unlimited these days. The production capacity, the opportunity is there to uh, really immerse yourself in tremendous teaching around Genesis. Answersingenesis.org. Ken Ham and Martin Isles, I want to thank you so much for taking some time to share these thoughts. I know lots of listeners will be so impressed to have had an opportunity to hear right from the horse's mouth those things that are coming for the future. Ken, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Neil. Great to be with you. And Martin, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Neil. Always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.